Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Tell them how I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. You know, 
I'm going through a heavy situation right now. This week is very monumental to me, especially in this season right now on this Wednesday. Matter of fact, it happened on this Wednesday on this very network right here while I was on air. November the 3rd at midnight, I lost one of the biggest people in my life. So I really shut down right here. So I'm giving y'all like raw me. You see what I'm saying? But it's okay because I'm here right now. I got to try and do the best that I can for the people, for the people. So if you really must know, I really shut down the people as it comes in November 3rd because on November 3rd, 2010, midnight, I was doing the NFL free-for-all. I got a call with my mother, and I lost my dad in the middle of a show right here on Sports City, right here at the same scene. And I usually cut the world off, and I try. So I can't because I'm going through a lot, and today's the day, walking into that same midnight right now, so you're getting the real me. So like I said, I got to talk. I got to tell y'all how I'm feeling. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, listen. Which is why you... Go ahead, Chelly. Go ahead. I said that's why you got to let people call you. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Not wrong. But uh, listen, you know, we, 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 we listen, we, you don't have to carry the burden by yourself. You got brothers with you. You know, we had a, we had a support. So, you know, you know, shout out to the family. You know, I love your dad too, man. He was always a good guy and always a funny guy. Uh, you know, one of those guys always gave me gave me crap after football. So I love your pops just as much. So, um, you know, prayers up to you and the family. It's very easy, but we here for you. We support you. We love you. So we here. We in the building. We here. So I mean, I was gonna start someplace else, but I'm in in, in light of uh, of of your 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 great dad who who we all love so much. Let's talk about his team. Let's talk about his commanders because the news came off. Excuse me. The news came off today that he's talking to his banker, his lawyers, bankers and lawyers, like Tony Montana, I guess you could say. Uh, the rumor is that he might be willing to sell the team. We don't know if he's looking to sell part ownership, you know, minority stake or his majority stake. Um, the wheels are in motion. Uh, coincidentally, after um, one of the owners, Jim Mersey, owner of the Indianapolis Colts, said, um, he needs to go. <laughs> it's uh, it's not a coincidence if you ask me. But TP, I'll let you take it since this is you know a team close to close to you. Um, the Commanders could they be up for sale? <clears throat> um, and this is crazy because you did start it off with him. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting to answer that. This is the crazy <laughs> part about it. I know how he would have looked at this situation because of all, my mm. father didn't like like bigotry like or any type of you know look down towards situation um mm-hmm. so he probably would have been like get him out of there but the one thing about it is i know he'd have probably been looking at it as, as i'm looking at it right now today and day of the age of 2022 where money is big now he's about to get a pretty penny for the commanders so they're saying it may be a stake of it half whatever however he does it it's a big money market in dc as much as people don't like the commander slash the skins, however you want to name on the football team, that's going to be a big target for money. And if they could turn that around anyway, that'll be great. And depending on what the investor or whoever ends up picking that up, they'll probably end up moving them out of FedEx. And I know that they said they bought land down there in Virginia. So this would be a hell of a move if he is to get rid of them. If 
I, I wanted to like throw a ballpark number anywhere between uh, I want to say like seven fifty, seven hundred fifty mil to probably three billion, depending on what type of target number he's looking at. That could just come back to him, and he could ride off into the sunset. I mean, he's made enough money as it is right now, and I think that's the only thing that's holding him to the team. I don't think he has any strong investment to see them be successful. He's not done anything to get them back to the promised land. As it, best as they can, they win the NFC East here and there. We have to give him somewhat credit of them doing it sometime. I think the latest they did it was what, two years ago when Brady and them won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, it, it is it is potential there. So, I think it can I think it can happen. But will it? He's he's been so button lipped about everything. I'm not buying anything until we really see him leave. And I don't want to say force him out this out of third because it's his. He's entitled to it. He paid for it. It's his. But I won't be impressed until he actually sells the team and walks away from football. But I know that he's being forced. I know that there's a whole bunch of powers that be within the NFL that are probably trying to get him out of there because of all of the knowledge that he has on all of them, which he said he's going to spill the beans on them. So I wonder how he's going to leave. If he does start turning people's hands in, there's going to be a lot of heads rolling if he does this his way. So I'm intrigued, and um, I'm looking at this with my hands on my cheeks like Miss Sealy in Color Purple. <laughs> I mean, you know, the owners have wanted him out for a long time. He's a stain. He's an embarrassment. He's a plate on that proud organization that your dad would love, uh, one of my rivals. But, you know, got to respect the history of the 70s and 80s of that team. Um, he bought it, to your point, for $750 million, And now um, it's worth about $5. Uh, the Broncos just sold, I think it was for, correct me if I'm wrong, TP, about $4.5-ish billion. So there's a feeling that he could easily get to $6 billion if he sold this team. And the, Wait, the thing is, is they're that. Valued at six? Yes, Wait, they're valued at $6 billion? They're, No, they're valued around 5 but the feeling okay. is that they could sell the team, that he could sell it potentially for six because of the way that the Broncos were valued and what they sold at. They sold overvalue. So um, there's a good feeling that they could probably – he could get more. And that's a hell of an investment, you know what I mean, going from $750 million to $6 billion, So, But like I was saying, though, bro, like they don't want to – Nobody in the area wants him. I, I mean, serious. Talk to me today about how fans out there don't like him. They don't want him there. Uh, they had the Packers game. I think they had about 60% capacity. No, people just didn't want to show up for him. Um, they don't want to build him a new stadium out there. He can't get the funding for it. And that's when you can't build a stadium revenue stream. So they don't like that, you know, going into it. And then all this stuff, like you said, with the threats about, you know, having you know, information on people. They're like, you know what, it's time to go. Uh, Chandler, I, I'd love to get your perspective on what's going on with Dan Snyder potentially uh, selling the, the Washington Commanders organization. Well, I like the fact that that's what people talk about rather than the fact that the federal prosecutors are putting together a case against him. Um, that's what I was my next That was my next like I say, it's, it's you look over here, not over here. Um, once right. the Fed prosecutors are coming for you, that means basically they got you because they don't mess with you if they don't really want. You, all right, I don't know nobody been, that the Feds don't came after they didn't get that they didn't want to get. 
Right. So I think he'll sell sooner rather than later because, remember, this is about financial improprieties. This is about underreporting um, financial gains. Now you start talking to IRS. You start talking to SEC. You start talking about all kind of fines and, and paybacks, which depending right. on how long he's been doing it, to go into the hundreds of millions, maybe close to a billion. So it would behoove him to sell the team before they actually start trying to prosecute him because at that point, he's, he ain't get, he get none of the pennies on a dollar. Right now, he can go right. dollar for dollar with that team. So I think he will sell because the other owners, see, I, I always laugh. Oh, the other owners want him out. No, they don't because they're just as filthy as he is. They just haven't gotten caught. They're mad he got right. caught. They're not mad about what he did. They're mad he got caught because they have to worry about, well, what is he going to say? So as long as he keep his mouth shut, he'll be able to cut a deal with the feds to keep most of the money from the sale. So, yeah, I can see him within the next three, I say within the next 90 to 120 days that you'll hear that he's in serious talks with somebody with, with some um, firm that's going to handle the, the part, the process of selling the team. and. By, I say by March, Daniel Snyder will no longer own the Commanders. I don't doubt it. I mean, when when you start talking money, that's when nobody nobody is gonna you know, bat it. He's not bad at it, but nobody's gonna shed a tear if he goes because nobody really wants him there. But to your point, with this now, it's coincidental, right? I know I don't believe in coincidence that this case popped up, I think, a couple hours ago, you know, a couple hours after it was leaked that he he's looking into his options. Now, why are you looking into your options? Because they're looking into your pockets. They're looking into your business. And, you know, we all know that that's a toxic environment. It's been an embarrassment since 1999, since he bought the team. And now look at, now look at what's about to happen. So I, it, I know the owners couldn't be happier. They can't get him out of here soon enough. Um, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I just hope, I hope, and, maybe, and guys could take it away if you want. I just hope they get, I want a minority owner. I want a minority voice in there. I know we got the owner of the Jaguars in there, but we need we need representation at that table as well um, from our perspective, from, from you know, African-American perspective. Uh, they tried to do it in Denver. It didn't work. He didn't want to buy the team or what have you, but we need we need somebody in there that can come in there that looks like us, that can represent us to the fullest because it feels like a room that we can't even we can't even peek into. Uh, I mean, TP, I, I don't know if you want to take it or, or what have you, but, yeah, that's just my opinion. No, I'm, I'm, I see what it is, and, and it's, it's in, you know, I'm stunned that Chandler said that this will be by, like, March. I want to see it potentially happen because, there's been so much scrutiny around him in that organization that he's been able to get away with, let alone how this year is kind of like funneled down. But just knowing how much power the federal agency has to probably get him to let go of that organization or if they are coming to do more damages than just letting him let go of that team, I want to see all the beans that get spilled. And the NFL has to be somewhat involved. It can't just be him because if they come in just for him, he's going to start giving up everything to kind of keep his name clear. So I'm tuned in. Uh, I definitely want to see how this does end up panning out. If it does get to spring and he ends up letting them go, I just want to see a well-mannered person 
take over that team and there's not some one of the good old boys getting that team uh, based upon the money that they have because they already turned away the guy. Uh, I forget the uh, the African-American name that tried to buy the Broncos, but they yeah. wouldn't. They gave it to the Waltons. It's like, well, let him come and get that. Like, let, let that be a situation where that's a, an environment, the metro area, the DMV, where there's a lot of African-American people and culture there that support that team. So uh, at least let's see the tide turn. And, and I, I don't think it'll happen. Well, I don't know how it's going to happen. But if it does happen by the springtime, that would be one heck of a turnaround. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, um, anything, so I got to look it up. Go ahead, Chandler. Go ahead. Sorry. I think, I think if they give it to somebody black, that's the team that will do it. It's kind of like what they did with Jordan and, uh, and uh, the Hornets. Uh, there's a reason they gave Jordan the Hornets. They let Jordan get the Hornets. Look at the area it's in. Look at, look at the fan base. So if you're going to do it, D.C. is where you're going to do it. Um, that's one of the few stadiums that when that team is on TV and they pan the crowd, you actually see black people. You know, most stadiums, they pan the crowd, you don't see black people. You know, you see one or two, but you don't see rows and rows and rows. You know, at those games, that's what you see. So that's, I think, where they'll do it. Now, I wasn't, I didn't think the guy would get it in Denver because there wasn't no way they was going to give a black person a team in Denver. That just wasn't going to happen. But I'm curious yeah. as to who who's going to pop up that wants the team besides that guy. Because what I think they would like, I think they would like it to be a name. I think it would like it to be somebody that they can sell to the public and say, see, we're changing, even though they're really not. But so I can see them trying to pull in, you know, I can see Magic's name get thrown in as part of an ownership group. Um, I can see maybe a, a, a Serena or a Venus getting asked to be part of an ownership group. I think they're going to try to get a, an amalgamation of quite a few rich black faces to put together, and that's who I, if, if that happens, that's who I think would get the team. Yeah, Robert Smith. I, I couldn't remember his name. I, it, I couldn't remember for the life of me. But, I mean, D.C. is Chocolate City. That's the nickname, right? I mean, to, to you guys' point. So, I mean, it would make the perfect fit. Um, you know, Robert Smith is worth about $6.7 billion. People probably need a little bit more capital to kind of pull it off. But I, I don't doubt that he could, you know, if you get him, you know, get Beyonce and Jay-Z in a row. Who cares? Get somebody. Get a whole host of, of, of minority owners and put their money together and just let's, let's do it. And it, it, I don't care if it's for the optics because I felt like Robert Smith putting a bid or asking him to put a bid for the Broncos was optics. But at this point, I don't give a damn. I just want I want a face that looks like mine at the head of the table. And even if it's one out of 30 or 32, whatever, and where else? to start it in Chocolate City in D.C. So I hope it happens. But at the end of the day, Dan Snyder, I'm done with you. I've been done with you. You're, you've taken a proud organization. You've run it into the ground and used it as your personal play toy, just like my owner for the Knicks, who I won't even say his name. But it's time for that guy to go. It's time for him to go. I don't care what you got on the owner, other owners. It can't be half as bad as the crap that you pulled in D.C. Enough's enough. But – um. I don't know if you guys had anything else to add, but um, I was happy to hear that he might be still on this team. <laughs> no, we're good. All right. Um, I, let's stick. You want to 
stick with football, you want to move to basketball because obviously there's been big news uh, going on in basketball. TV's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> on me. I think he's on me. Um, I was. I was up there talking about the time. Go set it off. No, we could go set it off. I'll follow you up with whatever you got. I got you. Okay. No. Did you Did you want to say something or about um, Snyder before we close? Or you're good. No, we we got enough. Like I said, it, it's more it, that situation is more or less to be continued. And I know a lot of the people in the world they may or may not care, but I know me, especially. You know how I'm invested in that team every week. I just want to see how it pans out because enough is enough on how he's done that team. And the one thing uh, that still bothers me to this day is uh, how everything happened last year. I think it was they were playing the Eagles, and that stadium is caving in. They all fell on Jalen Hurts, and that's a that's a serious situation. He could care less. He's like, keep playing there. Let's just re re you know fill that situation and keep on playing. No, you you're jeopardizing lives. You don't you could care less. Like as long as you get your money, you're all right. So. If he don't care about nobody, then then why not? So, I, we're, we're just like I said, it's a two B continued situation. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to hear more about it. I can't wait until he's gone. I mean, every I, I don't know anybody that's not happy that he's he could be possibly out. But listen, um, it, it was a crazy couple of days. Um, you know, with the we got to go, Brookie and the Chandler, and if serious with Tara, I wouldn't apologize to him because I don't like him. But um, I would apologize to Mike if he was here. But then I would probably eventually apologize to to Aaron, but or Mr. Serious. But I wouldn't like it. I'd probably do it with a, like a snide comment. But listen, I said Brooklyn had a shot to get, to get the. T- I was dead wrong. This team is a disaster, and nothing proved it more than the last few days, where all the issues came out and 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 the. the the stupidity of their point guard, and then the next day or the couple of days later, Kyrie came to the press conference, embarrassed himself, and then a couple of days after that, you have the the, the protest in in the crowd in the front row, while then your coach is relieved of his duties, and it sounded like it was a mutual thing. Air quotes, if you can see me. Steve Nash was relieved of his duties, and now the Nets are trying to desperately go get Mayadoka out of Boston, and I don't know when that's going to happen, maybe in the next couple of days or the next day or so. Um, it's just a whirlwind going on in Brooklyn right now. Um, TP, I'll let you start it off. Chandler, you, I know you got a, you got your bat. You're about to hit a home run. Let's get it going, TP. Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. What is going on? Um, in the words of a song called "Banned from TV" in 1998 by the rapper Noriega, and and there were two rappers that were going back and forth named Jada Kiss and Styles P, aka Styles Pinero, aka the Ghost. And Jada said, "You get what you ask for." Get it because you asked for it. And um, the crazy part about it is you get what you asked for because y'all want to see Nasser come there just because of namesake. He had no resume of being a coach at all. You just took it because he knew Dan Tony. Dan Tony was out there, loose cannon. They were going to come there and play that run-and-gun basketball in Brooklyn, and it did not work. There are people that are out there that said that not only were they not set to have plays, 
there were times that they were just literally just crossing half court and playing street ball, watching either Kyrie or KD either get a shot up or pass the ball late for a late shot to get up. Steve Nash is not a head coach, and they know that. And they said that he'll still probably get a job in the NBA, which I don't think that's fair. You are blackballing a guy like, and I'm, I know Sports City, and I'm going to apologize before I say it. You guys are blackballing a coach in Mark Jackson who basically built that legacy that's going on in Golden State because of what he believes in, he won't get another head coaching job. Mark Jackson is a far better coach than what Steve Nash brings to the table. And he still won't get a job. They'll still give it to Steve Nash just because of the history behind Mark Jackson. Now, you're in a situation where that player, be it Kevin Durant, had more power than the coach. When you guys know that Kevin Durant's ready to leave, if you guys don't build the championship caliber team, he's leaving. So not only are you in a situation where you lost Steve Nash, you're potentially going to lose Kyrie because Kyrie can't deal with the New York media, whether y'all like it or not. And Kevin Kevin Durant is not sitting around here waiting until his career crumbles in the middle of New York because he got what he asked for, leaving Golden State to come to Brooklyn to try to win on his own, and he really just doesn't have that in that tank. He is not that guy. So it's funny on what's going all around the Brooklyn organization from the players to the management to the head coaching situation. And to make matters worse, you guys are going to go to the team that swept you to go get Ime Udoka to come coach this team in a matter of days after not only he just got suspended, but you're going to get him right after Steve Nash has got let go. This is a circus in the middle of Brooklyn. I did not think it would get this bad, but it's bad. I'm going to say this here in Nashville City. I think the Brooklyn Nets are a threat to completely miss the playoffs. Not not even playing. I think it may be 11 or lower because they don't have the pieces. If they don't bring at least like two people, if they don't get two players before the trade deadline, Brooklyn is in jeopardy of making the playoffs. They they can't win now with the stable coach that they had, and he's off the limb. So I don't know if they could get it to happen unless KD and Kyrie go on some scoring barrage. Uh, all of the sidekicks that they got on that team, they don't fit Kyrie or or Kevin Durant's feel at all. I, I don't like it, but, hey, they get what they ask for. They get it because they ask for it. Sean Marks, this is what you get. You thought that you could bring that San Antonio system with you to Brooklyn. It did not work. All of you that are upstairs watching that madness happen, this is hilarious. In the words of Christopher Wallace on the song, What's Beef? He starts the song with, ha, 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 ha. Chandler. I, I, I'll, I'll go after you. I mean, it, it, it it's a disaster, and TP is 100% right, and it gets even worse. Go ahead, Chandler. Well, you know, here's the thing, right? This is this is layers to everything, right? I'm going to start with Kyrie, the basketball player. Kyrie's a loser. Yeah. Every time he has been counted on to be part of a winning team, um, that team has been terrible except for when he when LeBron James was there, okay? If you take out that period with LeBron James, tell me that when he's been on a team that actually lived up to expectations, that performed well, you can't. Kyrie is immensely talented, Hall of Fame talent, one of the greatest talents, physical talents, that's ever played this game. He's a loser. He is toxic. He is the reason that that, lock, that team can't win. He is the reason that locker room has no accountability. And I'll put the majority of the blame on him. Now, KD doesn't skate here because you won't stand up to your friend, which makes you not only a bad friend but a terrible teammate. 
because there's other people on that team whose livelihoods you're putting in jeopardy because you don't want to stand up there. The Brooklyn Nets, um, I think the reason Steve Nash fired, besides the fact that he was a terrible coach, is I think he walked in there and said, listen, you either get rid of Kyrie or you get rid of me. And they said, okay, Steve, you're fired. Why they won't get rid of Kyrie, I would love to know. Because his talent doesn't outweigh the fact that he's causing you to lose. That's Kyrie the basketball player, right? He should be gone, okay? He should not be in the NBA. I'll say that right now. He shouldn't be in the NBA because he is not ever going to help anybody win. Matter of fact, yeah, sit up to the – you think the Lakers are bad now? Send Kyrie there, all right? There'll be a lottery team for the entirety of his time there. But what he let's, – let's get to what he said or what he posted. Now, nobody had a problem with Amazon Prime having it on their website. ADL, nobody had a problem with them having it on this website. If you're going to say it's anti-Semitic, it was anti-Semitic before Kyrie posted about it. So why, would, why weren't there any complaints about it? Where was Joe Sy and the Anti-Defamation League and all these people wearing T-shirts? Where were you when it was on Amazon Prime, available for anybody to watch and download and disseminate? Where were you? Does that make it right what he did? That's, that, those are two separate things. But if you're not going to go up, and there's no, I still have a problem with Amazon Prime, by the way. I haven't heard one word about Amazon Prime still having it there. But you go after Kyrie. Okay, should he have posted that? Absolutely not. Does it make him anti-Semitic? No. Because there's, does, it, does it mean that he posted some extremist nonsense that took facts and twisted them to suit their own means, like every other extremist organization, extremist faction of every religion? See, if you people that had actually read the Bible, the Talmud, the Quran, you would know that there's passages in there that are referenced in this, in this, in this work that those passages are there. So those are facts that have been twisted by the people who put this mockumentary together to fit their agenda. Much like in the Crusades, people, they use the Bible to torture and kill people and wipe out cultures. Mm. There have mm. been, black Judaism has been around since the 1800s. That is a fact. That's a fact. That is a fact. Okay? When we talk about the, 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 the Israelites, right, if you're not from New York City and you weren't out there or in the, in the tri-state area, you ain't never heard of them. They actually exist. <laughs> okay? And, yes, they have twisted information and taking things in and going extreme with stuff. But, again, the Mormon religion is based on the fact that they said the children of hand, which is what we're supposed to be, are cursed with their skin. That is a fact. It is literally in the Bible. So here we go with, well, it's anti-Semitic. Is it really, though? They used it in a way to make it anti-Semitic, but those things are actually facts. So when he said he posted something so people could know the history, was he lying about the fact that our history said that the area y'all now call the Middle East is in Africa? And if you're going to say that the children of Israel, that the Hebrews, were run out, well, if this in Africa and I'm a black and I'm an African American, then wouldn't the original people look like me? Was he wrong? Is he wrong? Now, again, again, 
is that work that he referenced twisted twisting these facts to attack another group? It absolutely is. And he should have known better. Okay? But miss me with the anti-Semitism when it comes to him, because see now, because here it is, he's just like Kanye. No, Kanye's a clown and a sellout. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie's just an asshole. Important language, but Kyrie's an asshole who wants to seem smarter than everybody else in the room. And he's too stupid to put into words what I just did. Because had he right. asked these questions at that press conference, had he said to Nick Friedle, who just wanted to make a name, had he said to Nick Friedle, so listen, Nick, so you coming after me, um, did you vote for Donald Trump? Uh, are you going after your colleagues who voted for Donald Trump who does nothing but promote hate speech? So if I'm promoting hate speech, what are, what are the people at your company promoting? What are, what are the owners who voted for Donald Trump and supported Donald Trump openly, like Robert Kraft, by the way? What are they promoting? See, there was a way to handle this, a mature way, an adult way to actually have a conversation. Kyrie doesn't want to have a conversation. He wants to appear smarter than you. He wants to be a savior. Right. You can't be a savior when you're a dumbass. Okay? You can't be a sa- you can't be smarter than everybody else when you're too stupid to be willing to have a conversation. See, there's nuance and layer to everything. I actually do my research before I speak. I like to actually know what the hell I'm talking about. Kyrie just likes to talk. He just likes to talk. He considers himself a fire starter, a rabble rouser. You're a clown. You're a clown. And every time he opens his mouth, what he does is he actually hurts us. Because there was information that's in that thing that he posted that we could actually have a conversation about. Because, yes, they are trying to pit us against the Jewish community. They've been doing that since we got here. Okay. Were the European Jews instrumental in slave trade? Yes, they were. That is a fact. That is a historical fact. Is that something we can have a conversation about? It absolutely is. Us, the black community and the Jewish community, are two of the strongest communities in in the tri-state area. We could accomplish great things if we weren't fighting each other. Mm -hmm. Something he could have said. Instead... You want to go back and forth with Nick Fidel? That clown? Really? So now you look like an idiot. Your coach has been fired. Oh, and by the way, he quit in the Chicago game. He quit in that game. So oh, he, he, he at the end of the day, yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he, he quit in that, in that Bulls game. So at the end of the day, Joe Tsai, um, who has huge business holdings in China, whose human rights record, is atrocious, but we ain't going to talk about that. Let's keep talking about Kyrie, all right? The Nets organization, and we said this, what, before the season started, they are ultimately at fault for this entire thing because the minute he posted that, he should have been released, period, end of story. I'm talking from a basketball perspective. The minute we, they just won their first game, things were looking up, and here you go. Hey, you know what? Things are going well. Let me throw some shit in the game. No, 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 no. You got to go, bro. You got to go. Oh, and now let's bring in Ime Udoka, who got suspended for basically sexual harassment and taking advantage of his position to sleep with subordinate because that's going to make things better. And that's organization. 
there's there's so, so, so much so much to unpack, Chandler. So much. Guys, I, I didn't mean to catch you off that, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, take it, take it and run with it. No, here, here, there's so many layers to it that I want to get to with you guys. I want to have a, a good discussion with. But about the the video, right? Amazon doesn't come under fire because that's not how business works, right? He's not. They didn't put themselves out there. They didn't promote it on Twitter. Kyrie did. You're the one that did it. You're, and you can sit here and say, uh, "How? Don't say I'm promoting it." When you retweet something on social media, you're promoting it. I'm sorry. That's how the world works. You don't get to choose. You don't get to make the rules and say, when I tweet something, that's not promotion. That's how the world works. And the documentary, it has, it tries to say in, in other things, but some, one of the elements is that the Holocaust didn't exist. It didn't happen. That's a lie. We know it's a lie. So it's like, with, that's the anti-Semitic stuff that if you're Jewish, you don't agree with, you can say that that is anti-Semitic. But it, it, just like we're black people, if somebody says the N-word, I can call you racist if you say that. It's my feeling. I'm black. You're not the one that has to live with that. You know what I'm saying? So either way, Kyrie, Kyrie could have handled it in a way that was adult, to your point, Chandler, by you, you put it out there. You tweeted it. You retweeted it. You don't want to say it's promotion. It is promotion. You wanted to have a discussion about it, you could have discussed it right there. But instead of having a discussion, what did you try to say? You pushed back and said, don't dehumanize me. Don't de-, like, first of all, do you even know what dehumanizing means? I, I, I mean, I'm sure you do because you had a, a half a semester at Duke. You're smarter than all of us. So you must know what dehumanizing means. But even, even still, you tried to play the victim. Like, you, like everybody's attacking you that Nick wanted to get – famous when he's already a, a, an analyst on ESPN. He doesn't need you to get famous. He was asking you the question. He was giving you a platform to explain yourself. You didn't want to explain yourself. You sat there and said, no, I'm smarter than you. You don't get it. I do. Moving on. No. You, tw- you tweeted it out there. You have a responsibility because you're a public figure to explain yourself. You can't leave it out there somebody like me to interpret what you're thinking. You had an opportunity to explain what you were thinking. No, you turned around and played the victim. So then now you look like an even bigger clown. And how do you how do we know that? Because everybody else, owner, everybody condemned what the, the hate speech, the players association is condemned the hate speech or what have you. And then two games you don't, you're not available for press conference. You got Sean Marks coming out saying he's not going to be available for a press conference. He needs to sit back and hopefully, more or less paraphrase, he says, this will blow over. It ain't going to blow over, my friend. Soon he will explain himself. If he thought it was wrong, why did he delete the tweet? I mean, what are we talking about with this guy? It's, it's a pattern. The last four or five years, everywhere he goes, he is a cancer. He's destroyed. He destroyed a good thing in Cleveland with LeBron. Then he goes to Boston, destroys that young locker room, says, oh, I'll come back if you'll have me, then promptly leaves. Then goes to Brooklyn, doesn't want to play because KD's hurt the first year. Then doesn't want to play in the bubble. Then does, makes excuse after excuse. Like, 
this, and, and to your point, Chandler, and, and TP, I want you to take this, and we can keep going on different angles of this. This is a product of Kyrie, the Kyrie effect. He is a cancer everywhere he goes. But guess who enabled the cancer? Sean Marks and Joe Sy. You brought these guys in here and let them do whatever they wanted. And this is what you got. This is, you, got a, you, you fired Steve Nash because you didn't want to get rid of Kyrie. Why? Because you're trying to salvage the season. And I don't think, to your point, there's nothing to salvage paying them millions of dollars, right? It's easier to find your scapegoat than Steve Dash than to, to put the blame where it really belongs, on yourself for creating this situation. You had a good organization. The last point, and I'll, I'll take it to you, TP. When Kenny Atkinson inherited this job in Brooklyn, they were in, they were in the crapper because of that, that disgusting trade that they made with, with Boston in 2013, I think it was, with, with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Destroyed that team. He rebuilt the team, got, the, got draft picks, got the number two pick, got D'Angelo Russell, had a good thing going in Brooklyn, had a good culture with Dinwiddie, with, with, uh, with Jared Allen, all these guys. Jared Allen's an all-star. As soon as you brought in KD and Kyrie, they dismantled that good culture. This was a good organization before those two got their hands on it. And it's really mostly Kyrie. But Kevin Durant, you get paid $40 million you got to be held accountable, too. You're a leader. You, you want to or not. And ever since they got here, they have destroyed this. This is a clown organization now. Clown organization. TP. I, I agree. I agree. This is, this is definitely a clown organization. Um, the worst part about it is is now that everybody thought that KD and Kyrie was going to come and bring something to New York City, the Knicks look better than the Nets. And I mean Back. convincingly flat out. Like, um, Kevin Durant can't no longer hide behind that jump shot. Kevin Durant has got to play defense. Now, every time he plays the Bucks, Giannis is attacking him. Every time they play Boston, Tatum is attacking him. He can't survive off of just thinking he can outshoot you no more. They need defense, and Brooklyn can't defend nobody. They couldn't defend nobody with lawyers, like the best lawyers. And there's a lot of Jewish people in Brooklyn. I apologize, Paul, and I, I'm not trying to be tasteless. I'm just telling you that this is what they can't right. defend with. They can't do anything, let alone the pieces that they do have around them can't even provide. Patty Mills is probably their best supporting actor, probably. Yeah. Joe Harris came back to the league and still can't do nothing. They, they don't have anything there that I see that is competitive in the Eastern Conference. They're going to win their games here or there. They will. They, they have that moxie to make it happen. But I don't think that when it gets down to it, because there's going to be a lot of teams that play Brooklyn, that are going to give them their A game just because they know they're on TV because Kevin Durant's there. They're going to get beat a lot. Kevin Durant is now 34 years old. These guys are aging. They are old, and now you're coachless. You're going with Jock Vaughn, an interim coach that has been sitting on that next sideline for years. For years, Jock Vaughn has been sitting there, and you're thinking he's going to come and run the show now? Give me a break, Nell Carter. I'm, I'm not hearing it. I mean, this is the guy that said, we don't need a coach. We can do it ourselves. Steve Nash was set up to fail from the jump. And I agree with you, TP. Like, you know, he probably shouldn't have got this job. You know, like, there should have been another coach, Doc Rivers. But they didn't want Doc Rivers there. Why? Because Doc Rivers would tell him, hey, listen, this is how we're going to do it. And Kyrie don't want a coach. He don't think he needs a coach. How's that working out for you? Like, Steve Nash 
Nash is above 500 coach. He's he's got you know a seven and nine playoff record, but it's not like he can't coach. He just can't coach this team. I don't know anybody can coach this team. I don't know anybody that wants to coach this team. And TP is so right. The Knicks at least were the Knicks are Knicks stupid, but they weren't that stupid to bring Kyrie Irving into the Garden. <laughs> That's saying a lot because the Knicks are stupid. I mean, we do some dumb things, but we ain't that stupid, right? I mean, oh my God, Chandler. You hit on it, bringing in Ume Odoka is another black guy to this Brooklyn Nets organization because, well, let's let's get rid of our mild-mannered, good person of a coach and bring in a guy that is sitting out because of a scandal. And, and, and how much of an indictment is it that Boston – Boston, remember when, when Doc Rivers was on the contract and they let him go to um, – they let him go to the Clippers, right? The Clippers. They got a first-round draft pick for 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 Doc Rivers, right? Adoka was a he's a hot commodity outside of all the off the, the court issues. Took this team that couldn't get it get past uh, the Eastern Conference to the finals, and if you know everything broke right, they probably could have taken the Warriors all the they, they could have taken them seven games and might have stole that series. They didn't even ask for compensation for Ume and Toka. They just like, if you can find a deal, go. They didn't even, I, this is an in-division rival. They didn't even ask them for a pick. Like, how, like, no. fix this mess. And, and can he fix this mess in Brooklyn? He shouldn't have a job. Can he fix it? I think he can. Should he have a job? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And, and you hit on something. The fact that they didn't want compensation says they're stiff. The, the the stuff he did goes so much deeper than what anybody knows, okay? Facts. It goes so much deeper that they're like, we don't care. Just go. Go home. We don't want you around any woman in this organization. Go away. Think about it. It's like uh, the Spurs waved the kid Primo, right? Yeah. The first round yeah. pick. They're like, dude, you have to go. Because what you've done is so terrible. Now, we ain't trying to hear about your mental health. We're trying to have none of that. Go get yourself together, but you can't, you can't come back here. All right? Right. Because you don't touch too many people. You know, whatever you may eat, listen, bro. Okay, so, no, he, if the Nets, if anybody had half a brain in Brooklyn, you would say to Ime Udoka, okay, you know what? We want to hire you, but you're going to sit out a year. Okay? We're going right. to bring you in, but you ain't coaching. And... This is these are the steps that we're gonna put in front of you, counseling this, 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 and this, and you're gonna put that out publicly and say we want him as a coach, but he needs to pay a price for what he did. That we are not gonna let him off the hook either, but we think he can be rehabilitated. Now you look smart. Now you look like you know you you give a damn because the players in that locker room are tired. They're worn out. Okay, they're worn out because it's always something that don't have a damn thing to do with their job. Anybody who's ever had a job and you had constant stress and drama that had nothing to do with your job, could you actually perform up to par? No, you couldn't. You thought you were. You thought you were giving your best. You really weren't because you were worn out from all the extra crap. The reason this team can't, they're tired. They're tired. It's always something, always something. And now you – so now these players have to answer. 
two, well, what do you think about Eme? Uh, hey, the email was talking that 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 woman that was selling peanuts. Did you see any interaction there that we have to think about? Hey, why was email? Why did what? Hey, email just touched that that female official. Did he touch inappropriately? What do you, now they got to answer that along with all the Kyrie crap. Now they got to answer yeah. that too. Who who in their right mind? And listen, you don't think other teams want to want to bring email Udoka in there, but they weren't going to do it till after the season, so they could sell right. it to their to their fan base and their sponsors and say, listen, it's been a year. He's done this, and he's done this, and he's done this, and we vetted him, and now we think, you know what, second chances and all that blah, blah, blah. And he'll come up there and he'll give the press conference and say, well, you know, you know, I found God, and after counseling and everything and sitting down with my family and apologizing to my family, I'm going to try to be a better man and I learn and, and, and be better than what I was, and I've made mistakes. You know that whole rigmarole. Right. Three months? Three months, Brooklyn. Has it even been three months? No, it hasn't. Because he got fired just before the no. season started. So it been, it's been like a month, not even a month and a half, bro. So he changed in a, in a month and a half. He went from he went from ass grabby email to an angel? He said ass really? grabby email. Really, Brooklyn? <laughs> <laughs> really, Brooklyn? <laughs> Who's, who's, who's my mom never going to listen to this show again. <laughs> Yo, my mother's never going to listen to one of my shows again. <laughs> well, you're not wrong, Chandler. Like, like this guy hasn't paid any penance. He hasn't, he has, I mean, it's a self-inflicted rule, like, wound. The league didn't really come down on him. It's the team that did. But the team was like, oh, like, love don't live here anymore. Just go. Like, like, oh, my God. Like, CP, go ahead. Like, just go ahead, Indian Dome. In, in, the, the whole situation with Toka, like, just go for it. No, I mean, it's basically pretty much been set in stone. Um, I really want to see what Brooklyn does. They're desperate now. Um, even if Udoka comes there and starts coaching, I think at the best, because Kevin Durant jump shot could save him, I think Kevin Durant's there for the next two to four years. Kyrie will probably be in Brooklyn for the most at two years. This year and next year will probably be the most, and and that's that. Um, he's going to have to turn this team around with or without them, and they're going to have to live life on worrying about who they could draft or what free agent they could pull to try to keep those guys there. This is bigger than just the head coaching situation. The Nets are a mess, and I'm mad that they did this to the, the borough of Brooklyn, let alone I know people that are from Brooklyn to where the Barclays is at nowadays that that was a neighborhood where people lived, hung out, bars, and this, that, or the third. They got rid of it to make this team still be in shambles. When they thought Jay-Z was going to help lift this team, Jay-Z came there for a short while and left that team on his toes. Now look at Brooklyn. I mean, I don't think anybody can save this mess. This, this, these, they, they had their chance to get out of this the off season when Kevin Durant said I wanted to trade, even though it was a cutless move by him because he created this nonsense, you had your chance to get from out of this mess, and you you doubled down. You said no, you're not leaving. Cause why? Cause you wanted to win. You sold your soul. Ah, I'm good. I'll just keep my soul right where it is and and keep it in hell. So that's that's basically what you did. And listen, if I'm an older, there is no way. I don't care 
if I'm the worst team in the league, there's no way I'm paying Kyrie Irving to play for my basketball team next year. I don't understand how you can give this guy a contract. I don't know. He should be out of the league just out of all the nonsense he's done before that, not even just the reposting of the anti-Semitic stuff or what have you. Like this guy, I don't know how you trust this guy with money. How, how do you pay the, if he? There are so many things that are so important to him other than basketball. Go do that. Go be about that. You you have a job to do is play basketball. That's what you get paid to do, and that is like the last thing on your mind right now. Why am I going to pay you to do it? Why would I pay? Go get another job. I, you know what I mean? Like I get paid to do what I do in marketing. If I if I had a passion for podcasting, then I'd quit my job. I'd be like, this is this is this is what I want to do. This is it. They won't have to pay me to do it if I was on the job and podcasting while I'm on the job. Like, what are we talking about here, man? Like, hey, Kevin Durant, this is what you got. You chose Kev, you chose Kyrie Irving over over Steph Curry. I don't care what anybody says. You could say how he wanted to build his own legacy, what had whatever. You chose this guy after all the baggage that he had coming into Brooklyn. This is who you chose to hit your wagon because that's your buddy. And you, just like you guys said, you don't want to stand up to your friend. And that's this is what you got. Now you got to go down with this shit, and you look like a jerk because you're you're hitching your wagon to him, and you just won't answer the questions. You're just about ball. Fine, you're about ball, but. This is this is what's happening to your legacy. Your legacy is crap. Nobody's going to respect you now because of this. Pause. Uh, if anybody else wants to say, we can get to it, or we can get to some fun stuff. <laughs> You're good. All right. Nobody wants to talk. All right. Cool. Uh, wow. What a what a couple of days. What a couple of days. But uh, call number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Four City Chef, the villain, TP Timeless, the hero himself, Chandler in the building with us. Uh, shout out to our sponsor. I didn't even get our sponsor in there, but shout out to our sponsor, PHI Apparel. Uh, get to their website. I know the Philly fans are going crazy out there, up 2-1 uh, in the series uh, against Houston. Uh, uh, put a pin in that, TP. Is, is Dusty Baker going to get that chip, man? I don't Is, is he going to get I'm the chip? Say- I'm going to pick no. I, I don't think it's a situation that he could get it. The team doesn't respond to him no matter what. This is I think this is his third World Series. Every time mm-hmm. he gets here, it's like he, I know that he wants to get it done. And I think the more the storyline goes around him and those, team, those players don't provide for him, Houston's going to fall apart. Philly has – they're playing with house money like crazy, and all of them are inspired. And what better than to be in the city of Philly where that crowd – that fan base of support and push them like crazy. Dusty Baker will not get a World Series unless this team turns it around out of nowhere. I just don't see it. I, I want to see it happen. I want to see Dusty Baker ride off into the sunset, but this is 2002 all over again to me. The Anaheim Angels were a team playing with house money that year and beat Barry Bonds yeah. on probably one of the best seasons in his career. This is happening all over again to Dusty Baker, and it, it's not fair because I wish he could, you know, throw gas around a stadium and burn it and tell him, I'm going to burn this whole place down some more if y'all don't get started. He can't do anything. All he could do is just give him the speech in the clubhouse and come out and hope they play ball for him. And all of a sudden, the Astros are falling asleep at the wheel when they were supposedly cruise controlling. They swept the Yankees. 
They swept the Yankees. You beat one of the, the more monumental teams this season, and that still ain't enough. Still, still. Verlander's only going to pitch another game. So all of you got to step up. All hands on deck. I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but they got to do it ASAP. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate Houston. Uh, oh, I, I got yelled at for saying stuff like that. So I am – he's lost to a Houston team for the third time, and they really – embarrassed us, but I would really want to see Dusty Baker get a ring because he's an all-around good guy. And he came out before the series started, and, and he, he touched on what really is deep personal to me, how, you know, you know, Major League Baseball is going to lose the black baseball player uh, if they don't do something. And there's a lot of issues that we've talked about. I think Channel and I and, and you, PP, and, and some other people have talked about it too, how, you know, just black African-Americans are just not interested in baseball. And, you know, that's, it's a big problem. But, you know, for that, I really wish he would get that ring. But I just, five home runs in one game, Verlander getting, blowing a five-run lead, like, ugh, like, uh, you can't give up two games like that. That's, that's awful. Chandler, I mean, do you think Dusty's going to get that ring or is, is Philly, they're too hot right now? Philly's too hot. Um, unfortunately for Dusty, in the World Series, he's, you know, it's horses for horses. He has run into teams that his team doesn't match up well against. Um, yeah. The Philly pitchers throw fastballs up in the zone. The Houston Astro hitters, how do you get them out? You pitch up, you pitch fastballs at the top of the zone. It's really that simple. Um, the Astro pitchers, they love to throw the fastball. The Philly hitters, you got a team full of guys that sit looking dead red. They they don't they swinging dead red all the time, okay. If you happen to throw them a breaking ball, they gonna miss it. But unfortunately, the Astro pitchers live off of the fastball. So you got a fastball pitching team versus a fastball hitting team. I'm gonna take that fastball hitting team every single time. Um, they hit five home runs. <laughs> five. Yeah. Kyle Schwarber yeah. is a monster in the playoffs. Look at his career in the playoffs. Kyle Schwarber is a monster in the playoffs, okay? Nick Castellanos in clutch situations throughout his career, even when he was on terrible Cincinnati teams, always came through. You have a team full of guys who believe that they can do anything. Yeah, that's a bad matchup. This was a bad matchup from the jump for Dusty. Listen, I wanted Dusty to win a World Series going all the way back to 77 and 78 when he was playing with the Dodgers, except they were playing the Yankees. I knew he wouldn't. And I was secretly kind of rooting for the Dodgers to get one of those series so Dusty could, so Dusty could get a ring. Okay? I remember him as a player. Yes, I'm that old. Um, I have always liked him. Um, so it, it, it sucks because they're not going to lose. They've lost a black player. Okay? Because Major League Baseball would rather – I know it's how it gets sound, so you take it how you take it – they would rather go to, to the Dominican Republic and pay a kid peanuts than go and uh, uh, develop a black player. Because a black player is going to say, no, pay me what I'm worth. Okay? Right. Whereas you, you go to a country where people are starving and their only way out is baseball, and you offer them something that is, is a below market deal, but something that could feed, you know, set their family up for generations they're going to take that. Look at what the Atlanta Braves are doing with, with, with some of their players. Look at, look at the Latin players and look at the deals they take in. 
Because for them, when you when you do the, the, the exchange rate that money, how much further that money goes, yes, it's below market American money, but they still live in the Dominican. They still live in these South American countries where that ten million dollars, which should be twenty, is like a hundred. So why wouldn't they take a below market deal to get their families out of poverty? So Major League Baseball would rather exploit that talent than they would rather groom black players. I mean, hell is what? Two managers left. Dusty yeah. and Dave Roberts. That's it. You won't hire managers. You won't hire anybody in front office. And you won't, you won't even try to get black players. So, yeah. Um, but, no, Dusty's not going to get it. And, you know, and I wish he would because uh, I like Dusty. I hate Houston. I'll say it. I hate Houston. But I like Dusty. <laughs> and I'd like to see him do it. But I honestly don't think it will happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Plus, remember, Justin Verlander in the World Series is garbage. So they Garbage. Straight garbage. You're not wrong. Straight garbage. But, you know, Houston's winning 5 nothing right now in the bottom of the fifth. But, um, listen, I want to double-click on that because you bring up a great point. And, you know, the only thing to, the, you know, the Latin American players – that they, they have to worry about once they sign that contract is getting their family out of that, that town or getting them out of that country, family getting kidnapped or what have you um, because of that money that they get. But, uh, you know, the inter, international free agents, you know, I'm looking at the screen right now, what, ten, thirty, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 international free agent money. That's a lot of money for them. You, you give that to a black kid right now, they'll look at you like, huh. Like, the, the problem is, the system is, is against these players to start. As a black player playing baseball, I get drafted by a team, by the Yankees. I got to go through A ball, double A ball, triple A ball, probably winter ball or what have you. Get through that. Let's make, take, maybe that takes two, three years. Maybe you could fast track it if you're a superstar, but most likely two to three years. Then you get to the big big leagues for six years of service before you can cash in a big contract. I can go into the NBA, 19 years old, I'll command millions of dollars before I hit 20. You're telling me as a kid that that what am I going to wait? Wait seven, eight years to get paid, or you know wait till uh, you know a, a year or two in the NBA or in football? A couple years in college, once I'm a junior, I'm out. That contract, I, I, I get that money. Even though baseball is fully guaranteed, it ain't guaranteed for the first seven years where you're in the minors scraping by. Okay? It's garbage. Mm-hmm. And, and guess what? It's much cheaper to play football or well, more or less basketball than it is to play baseball. All I need is a pair of tennis shoes and shorts and a shirt. Now, because that's where the baseball field is, not in my area. I mean, when I was younger, I had to take a bus across town just to get to practice. And then I didn't get to practice, I didn't get to play. That that was almost 30 years ago, you know, when I got to Babe Ruth. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I had to get my own bat and all that kind of stuff. But I had to – they didn't make it easy for me to, to get to practice. They had practice near the, where the, the kids were, you know, the white kids. I'll be 100% with you. It was closer to where the white kids were. I had to go across town. TP knows I had to go from downtown over to Turner River School on my own to get to practice. And if I didn't get there on time, I didn't play. 
What kind of crap is that? I can go to basketball right around the corner at the Y. I could go play there. All I needed was tennis shoes. It's just not, it, it's not for us. They priced us out. They've made it difficult for us. And guess what? I love baseball, but for the average person, baseball is boring as hell. Why would I go? That's the only way they make it exciting right now. Basketball is way more exciting, way more entertaining. That's why you don't have the black kids that want They don't want to play baseball. They, don't, they didn't want to play 30 years ago when I was playing in high school. TP knows I got dirty looks when I was going out for baseball, playing baseball with my friends. They were like, dude, why don't you play track? Who are you going to go play baseball for? I love baseball. But they looked at me like I was a sellout because I played baseball. That's how it is. TP, if I'm lying, tell, correct me if I'm wrong if I'm lying. I, I don't know because I, I grew up around some people that played baseball like crazy. <laughs> so I've, been around, I've been around some animals. And you know who the animals are. They, they were actually being looked at by pro teams while they was in Stanford High School. So, I don't yeah, know. Exactly. You, you think like you no two Quincy too both both of them. Quincy, yeah, Quincy well, your brother was yeah your brother was very yeah exactly. But Quincy and George was the only one. You was there. You was there. Remember the Astro the Astro scout at that game at you Yes. Exactly. So, so I, 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 exactly. that was when they was in high school. So I I've seen it. That Astro scout stopped my world that day. I, I didn't know what was happening right now. I was like, what? I'm 14. I, I, I stopped watching the game. I was like, when Quincy get off that field? <laughs> I'm like, yo. Mm-hmm. So you've been right in. <laughs> like, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, other other people probably in other scenarios, but, like, us, as we grew up together, the people we knew, like, yeah, and plus we played baseball, so, like, it's different. But, like, you know, to the, the average, you know, kids in select cities, they rather play the sport that's gonna get more people there, and like us, everybody came out to the city rivalries. Like the stadium be packed at Boyle Stadium, or Kutso Gym would be packed on Christmas um, tournament. Like the baseball game mm-hmm. of Stanford High West Hill went at it. Like it better be at you better if you want everybody to come out. If it's at Stanford High West Hill, only the parents are coming. Nobody. Like it's not like that. So I, I get exactly where you're coming from, 100%. But it's different here because. That's another reason why I named this Sports City because I'm from a city where all sports are played. No matter who or what you were, you better have a gift to be able to do it. So that that's where I get it from. So you're you're Absolutely. you're you're fifty fifty. You're fifty fifty. You're half wrong and half right. I can't I can't put more <laughs> on you on either side of the plate. I can't. No, I no. Listen, I, your brother was really good, and but he was four years older than me, right? And and so Georgie was older than no, me three. too. So yeah, three, right, three, three years. No, George, George was two. George was two. Quizzy was three. But I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgie was two, two years. And you know, shout out to George. I haven't seen him in a while, but um, I love that dude. Uh, but um, from when he was a senior to so I was a sophomore, and then when I became a senior, it was like, well, what are you doing? Why are you out there? And and one of our friends didn't play senior year just because it was just like, no, man, I had enough of this, man. It's ridiculous. And I stopped playing Babe Ruth because of the racism. I'll tell you flat out. Like, I saw it, and and I I had enough of it. And I was just like, it just wasn't fun for me anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, once I got to 15, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore, man. I'll play for, you know, the high, but that was it. You know, I'm I'm not going out here and playing with these dudes because they already had a misconception that you know they had their their group of people who they had on the all-star teams and everybody knew I should have been on them damn teams. 
I'm getting personal because I'll keep it there a buck. But I'm telling you, from an overall perspective, black kids right now, they may want to watch it, but they don't, they don't move them like basketball or football moves them. And they, these kids know that getting out here and getting that, that first contract is generational. It's generational wealth. You got to wait eight years for that in baseball. They don't want to wait for football. They get that right away. That first check comes, everybody's partying. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like the first in the hey, month when child support comes. Say that again? Ben. Um, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm at least, I'm 20 years older than both of y'all. So, mm-hmm. I grew up during what was still consistent. Think about this. The golden age of baseball lasted from basically the mid-50s through the 80s. Yeah. That was the golden age of baseball. If you think of every great people, when they start comparing people to this guy and this guy and this guy, there's a whole lot of black players in there, from the Woody Stone, mm-hmm. to Dave Parker, the the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Doc Ellis's, the Vita Blues, okay, the Barry Bonds's, all the way through the 80s. And what happened was, yeah, there were no, there were no black managers. It was Frank Robinson. Pretty much Frank Robinson was the only black manager. Okay? Mm-hmm. But every coaching staff on every team was on the black, black men. Former players, the first base coach, the third base coach, the bench coach, the pitching coach, this coach, that coach. Right? Most of the star players on every team except the Yankees. Well, no, even the Yankees were black players. Right? Were black. And right. what happened was baseball made a concerted effort to take the game back from us. They made a concerted yep. effort because think about it. Before Jackie, here, here are the names of the legendary players. Babe, Honus, Ty Cobb. That's it. That's it. Jackie comes along, now you got Jackie, you got Joe, you got Mickey, uh, you got Willie. Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. All right? Willie Mays is in there. It's a song. Most famous song in sports. Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Right? <laughs> they made a concerted effort to take the game back from us. Suddenly, the game became way more expensive. I grew up playing on, on asphalt, bro. I grew up playing on asphalt. On no grass. You know, there were opportunities for me to be to be on an all-star team, they were going to send a Taiwan. I'm in the projects of Brooklyn. You need a passport. What the hell is a passport? I don't know what the hell a passport is. I'm in the projects of Brooklyn. No passport. Is they a passport the game to go to Connecticut? No. I need a passport to go to Taiwan. That's what I mean. Like, we, with a passport, I'm just going to Connecticut. I don't know. Baseball, Major League Baseball, made a concerted effort to take the game back from us. Suddenly, the game became a lot more expensive. Because it used to be, again, when I was growing up, we shared gloves. It was like maybe five guys. There were maybe nine gloves total. Uh, You come off the field, you give your glove to the other team. They play with your glove. That's how it was. And players were still getting to the major leagues. Now, you're going to tell me suddenly that no black players can make the major leagues? Because you don't want them to. You priced us out of it. You moved all the fields. Now you got these travel teams where it costs so much, money, so much money for these kids to travel on these teams. Who can afford that? Like you said, this is all, Major League Baseball made a concerted effort to take the game back. They got exactly what they wanted. Now the game is what? What does everybody say about baseball now? It's boring. It's boring. It's boring. It's boring. 
Wasn't boring when it was a whole lot of us playing. I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and it's crazy because you're right. Like, we didn't have to get all that stuff for my son. Like, you can't even share a helmet. You got to come with your own helmet. You got to come with your own bat. You got to get cleats. You got to get the helmet. I spent $200 on the registration. I spent another $500 equipping this kid. With pay, I had to get him pants. I had to get him a shirt. I had to get him cleats. I had to get him a helmet. I had to get him a bat. I had to get him a glove. I had to get him a bag. I had to get him, you know, a cup, uh, you know, a cup and stuff. Like, listen, this is my son. I don't care. I, I'm, I, I'll get it for him. But, like, damn. Like, that's almost a G just from the play a couple months. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what are we talking about here? It's crazy. It's crazy. Don't price us on MLB, but don't, 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 don't. You listen to Dusty know what he's talking about, man. Shout out to Dusty Baker. But I wanted to get to the NFL draft. I'm mean, not draft the, the the deadline, the trade deadline, because we had so much, you know, popping off this week. You know, it was crazy. So many moves, TP. Um, your team made a move, traded uh, TJ Hawkinson from the um, Lions to the Vikings. The Giants didn't do anything. Uh, the Dolphins got Bradley Chubb. Oof. Um you know, Judy didn't get traded. Brandon Cooks didn't get traded. That was interesting. But Rokon Smith going from the Bears to the, the Ravens. I mean, TP, obviously I know you you probably want to talk about Hawkinson, but any of the trades that the – it's one of the busiest trade deadlines I've, I've seen in the NFL in a long time. But anything that stuck out to you this week, any team that got better or any team that, you know, was an interesting move that you think, wow, that's crazy. I didn't think they would do that. Uh, San Francisco got better with McCaffrey, but that wasn't really the trade deadline, but that happened recent. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, the situation that just happened with T.J. Hawkinson, I may be a diehard Lions fan, but I don't think T.J. Hawkinson helps the Vikings. Um, they are going to have to play him in a situation where they spread him out. He can't block. That's the reason why the Lions let him go. He's, he's a terrible blocker. He looks big. He may be 6'5", and – 255, I think, or 260 is around that. And if you look at him, his arms look okay. He can't block anything. He, he can't block up a toilet with tissue. He can't. He can't block nothing. Real bad. He can't. He couldn't block a basket with with low bold height. He can't do nothing. So um, I, I've been talking about this for a while for T.J. Hawkinson. It's bad that it, he has to be playing this bad that Detroit made the trade happen in their division. They're gonna have to play him again in December. Like, they have to play him again. Like, that's something that they want to do. He knows everything about the offense. So that's how bad that they were ready to unleash him and start anew with the Titans that they do have. So that's another thing. But the Roquan Smith situation, that was something that I hope Detroit would have moved their feet and got. Instead, they sent him to a team that already has been known for defense, even though they haven't really been the defense that we know of seeing with the Ravens. But I feel like Roquan gets a fresh situation uh, you know, being with the Bears, and the Bears have actually pulled off some wins this season, uh, but don't look like a peg team that can make it to the postseason. And the way that the Ravens are playing, they're playing ahead of schedule. I don't want to say the best in the AFC, but they're in the hunt and uh, can make some things happen. They're sitting atop the AFC North as well. So at least for now, that's, that's what I, I like from what I've seen. Uh, personally, for the Detroit Lions, you're terrible. Um the management of front office, I, I don't get what you see. Everybody else is up there making moves for their needs. 
you watch their entire secondary get hurt, both safeties, both corners, and you won't even pick up somebody's practice squad corners or practice squad safeties. You'd rather give away pieces. I, I really don't understand. I think that this is their idea to just lose. Like, that's the thing to do. Um, they rather get rid of the coach and being a, a defensive back coach and not worry about Aaron Glenn. Aaron Glenn is the one calling the shots, too. They they have four guys go down. And if he goes one in 16, they're saying Dan Campbell is set to come back. You mean to tell me that Jim Caldwell went 11 and 5, 9 and 7, 9 and 7. Calvin Johnson retires. He goes 7 and 9, and they fire him because they said the 7 and 9 was not up to par. Meanwhile, the next three years with Matt Patricia, he won a total of five games. And right now, in year two, Dan Campbell has won four games and has a tie. And you got rid of Caldwell for what? There's one word that starts with an R and it ends with an M, and I'm tired of it. Detroit could keep trying to pin this to black people that come to that organization. It's ridiculous. You guys need to look in the mirror and figure this out yourselves. They needed to go after people in that trade deadline. They didn't. They're, they're set on these ways with the defense suffering. You didn't try to bring anybody to help the defense at all. That, that's incredible. Um, but other teams that did that, that needed help, just like you, like you said, Barry, with your Giants, having a need at the receiver position and not trying to go get something. Um, there's no one at this team that are out there that needs something. Or looking at the Carolina Panthers, they, they had a fire sale and still won't try to bring anybody back. I don't know who you get to bring to Carolina with losing them. And um, if Baker Mayfield's a bust, is P.J. Walker the guy for Carolina for the next two to three years? I don't know what Carolina's up to, but this is very interesting across the board in the NFL, just to say some of these things quickly. Yeah, I think P.J. Walker is, can play in this league, but I think they'll go into the draft because there's too many talented quarterbacks in the draft to, to not, you know, take a chance on. But, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I do like um, I do like what – Happened a week or whatever before, um, or you can go actually. What happened that day? Nakeem Himes getting traded to the Bills. They 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 traded a Moss to get a Himes from the from the Colts. I mean, just tell talk to you. Who you think got better? Uh, let me just start by saying the general manager of Detroit Lions needs to be fired. Um, hmm. I don't care that TJ Hawkinson can't block because he's a pass catching tight end. Okay, hmm. that's his job to catch passes. All right, go get a blocking tight end. You want somebody to block, but he can catch the damn ball, right? He's one of one of the few guys on the team could catch the ball, and you trade him to an to a to your divisional rival. He gonna get a buck twenty against Detroit. I'm calling it right now. He getting a buck twenty against them. Okay, you got a turn. And how he helps, by the way, how he helps Minnesota is now Kirk Cousins can just get the ball out of his hands because if you covering right. um, Jefferson. And you covering Thielen, and you worried about Dalvin Cook? Guess who's open? The pass catching tight end. It's funny how that works. Um, so he needs to be fired. I think in Carolina they setting Steve Wilkes up to try to make him look like a failure, and that team is still playing hard. And honestly, should have won that game. DJ Moore, I get it, bro, but you got to be uh, smarter than that. You got to be smarter. Uh, um, you know, and, and I'm not gonna kill him because he's a good kid. He just lost his mind for for a second. Um, but if you look at that Carolina team, tell me they don't look a thousand times better with Steve Wilkes as the head coach. They do. 
but they keep sending people away, although Robbie Anderson needed to go, but they're sending people away rather than give this man enough. So, so this way they had the excuse to not hire him back so they can go hire some retread white guy. But, yeah, San Francisco, I think, got better. But, listen, Christian McCaffrey is not going to finish the season. He's not built like that, man. He ain't built like that. He's going to get hurt. All right? He's going to get hurt. Of course, I guarantee you he don't finish the season. So, yeah, he's helpful right now, but I'm not overly enthused with that. Um, the, the Chubb thing to Miami I, was smart. Um, it's funny how Miami went and got all these players once they got rid of the black coach, but I'm not getting into that right now. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> you know, saying. Um, but I like what Miami did. Um, I like what Denver did, believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. They got, you know, they, they got some stuff they needed. They got they wasn't going to pay Chubb. Uh, but the kid that they drafted in the third round, honestly, will it was giving them the same, you know, good, give them good production. So I like what yeah. Denver did. They got a running back, which they needed, because you need a running back if you're going to have Russ as your quarterback. You need a good running back, because that helps Russ with the play action and everything else. So I like what they right. did. The Jets and the, the Giants, I understand. I think people were asking the Giants to overpay because they know they needed the wide receiver. The Giants like, listen, we're not going to overpay. Um, or, and, and Robert Sala, I still say he should be fired because you could have got something for Denzel Mims. But because you want to be an a-hole and ruin this kid's career, you kept him. Why? You don't use him. He gets no – he doesn't play. He hasn't dressed but for two games. You could have got something for him, but you didn't. And and how somebody – listen, I would have offered him a second-round pick. And then I would have made it public I offered him a second-round pick because Denzel Mims can play. So I like what Buffalo did. I think Indianapolis is on a is, – is, I don't know what they're doing in Indianapolis. Um, I don't know what they're doing. I think the owner is driving a bus right now, and, you know, he's he probably still dropping oxy. So from, from minute to minute, he probably changes his mind. Trade this guy. Get this guy. Trade this guy. Get this guy. You know, yeah, I said it. Robert Ursay does drugs. I said it. He got caught with a whole bag <laughs> of them in his car. So I don't know what they're doing in Indy, but Buffalo with Naheem Hines – Dude, rich get richer, really. Um, I like what KC did. You know, KC made a move. I like what they did. It's It was basically the rich got richer, and the bad teams showed you why they're bad teams with the trades they made. Although with Jacksonville, I like the Calvin Ridley trade. And honestly, I, I know he, he's supposed to be suspended for a year, but it would not surprise me if he doesn't petition a commissioner and maybe comes back for maybe like the last three games of the season just so they can get an idea of what they got. That would not surprise me. I think that was quiet, quiet as kept. That was one of the best trades that anybody made was that Calvin Ridley trade. Yeah, because he's not playing because he's not he's hurt or anything. He's only playing because he bet on the Jaguars to cover against the Falcons. It's stupid. But, like, um. You, you, you're trading a fourth-round pick that can move up to a second round for a kid that's a first-round talent. I'd do that trade any day of the week for next year. This year's a wash. You're already getting a head start for next year. I thought it was a brilliant trade. Um, Shout-out to the Jaguars for making it. And, um, you know, good shout-out to the Falcons because they didn't need them. They, they kind of wanted to move on from them. They got pits. They got a good thing going in Atlanta, too. So, you know, it was a good for both sides. Um, 
I listen, Denver deal for Bradley Chubb, I think it helps both sides. I think Miami is going all in. Buffalo, they had a they 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 got a really good team, but the running back position has kind of been meh for them. I think times while he's not a workload guy, I think he's a pass catching back that can definitely help that team. Um, definitely the rich get richer. But um, not a lot of time left. I, I, you know, I'm glad the Giants. I wanted them to make a move. I wanted them to get a receiver. But I'm glad they didn't trade picks to get Brandon Cooks and have to pay him 19 million or 18 million dollars. Like you just can't do that. You can't do that. And I don't think you can give up a second rounder and a fifth rounder for Judy. I like Judy. I think he would be a fit. But you just can't give up that kind of capital for him. I think you just got to say, you know what? We're we're playing with house money. We're ahead of schedule. You should get um, Galladay back. Hopefully he can do something. If not, we are what we are. We'll get better as the as the year goes on or next year. I think getting rid of Tony was the best thing the Giants did at the trade deadline, to be honest with you. Who didn't make a move that you were surprised didn't make a move and probably should have? Uh, first and foremost, Detroit. Second, the Raiders. Um, the Raiders, with all of the struggles that they're going through right now, they're sitting at the bottom of the AFC West when a lot of people pegged them to make the playoffs. That's another one. Um your Giants, as good as they've been, they they definitely need another piece on the outside, and they they're content. I don't like these teams that are staying still. Uh, Carolina being another team, Tennessee also they need a receiver. Even though uh, Malik Willis is running the show while Tannehill is out, if they go out there and get a set receiver that's on the available, like go bring another horse down there. Don't let him struggle out the gate. At least get him to believe. So those are you know quick off the top of my head on some of the teams that you know, may be able to make a move if, if they do do it soon. Yeah, I, I, the Giants needed a receiver, but I just I, – I can't I can't pay that price. I think you got to keep the pitch. you got to still build the talent in that in that organization. I think they're doing, doing the right things. But I agree with Chandler Mims. Trade him for a fourth-rounder. I don't think you get a second-rounder for him, but trade him for a fourth-rounder. You can get something for that kid. Chandler, who outside of the Jets, who were you surprised that didn't make a move? Green Bay and Dallas. I don't understand why neither one of them made a move. I'm sorry. Um, Green Bay needs a lot, but I think they could have gotten something on the defensive side or they could have got something on offense. They chose to do nothing. And Dallas, listen, um, Michael Gallup ain't it, bro. Okay, Michael Gallup ain't it. Uh, I think Dallas could have. You know what? I wouldn't. Dallas, I think, should have gone out and gotten somebody to kind of bolster the offense. So those are the two teams I think that missed the boat. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay. There's not enough moves in the world to to fix that team. That team is garbage. They they that defense was supposed to be top five. I draft them in, in, in one of my fantasy leagues. They're a disappointment. They're on my bench right now. I might drop them completely. They're a disappointment, but there's no move. One receiver is not fixing that team. Um, Dallas, they needed a receiver because I'm sorry. I like C.D. Lamb, but C.D. Lamb ain't their number one receiver. I'm sorry. He ain't. So um, while I think Dallas still has enough talent to get to the Super Bowl, unfortunately, I think they could have made another move and gotten better. And guess what? They did get a run stopper in, in Haskins, but they're getting gassed on the in the run game. They they gave up what two hundred yards to the Bears. They got to sure up that defense up the middle. Um, I'm sorry, so they could have made a move, but um, we'll see. Um, it's been fun. It's been real, Chandler. Thank you for calling in. 
Uh, give us a shout out if you want to plug your Twitter or anything. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> if you want to plug any Channel, give, give us a shout so we can get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm not plugging by Twitter. Um, it's been a lot of fun, guys. I I don't care how you feel, man. If I call you, answer the phone. All right, because I, I don't care. I don't I don't care if you get mad at me. All right. I don't care if you get mad, but answer the phone so I can make sure you're all right, because I will come to Connecticut and find you. That's all I got, fellas. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Thank you, Chandler. I love it, man. love it. Uh, listen, get to the website. You know, we got we got articles. We got stuff going up there. We got shows all week. I'm still waiting for the crossover the cafe to come back. I love, you know, hearing some hoop talk over here. Um, you know, TP's got the, the Sunday – Sunday brunch, the time of Sunday brunch with, with himself and Mr. Harvey. We got the NFL free for all. It took a break, but we'll be back next week to discuss all things football. Obviously, the the, the cookout with TP and the villain. Um, get to phiapparel.co, phiapparel.co. Get your Philly merchandise. The team's in the playoffs. The basketball team is trash, but hey, listen, their football team is good and their baseball team's uh not too bad either, getting into the, the World Series. So get up there. Use the promo code CHEF. Get 15% off off your order. Listen, we have a lot of fun out here. We all do it because we love we love sports. We love talking sports, and we love talking sports together. So that's why we it's all love. But, uh, TP, you know what to do, man. Get us out of here as we close up out here. Yeah, thank you for stopping by the cookout, man. The grill was lit. A lot of amazing topics to get into, man. Stay focused. We got stuff all throughout the week. Continue to support us at PHL. PHI apparel, but we getting fifteen percent off. Just you chefs, just like Barry told y'all on that note. Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports city, sports city, chef, you, chef, you. Sports city, sports city, chef, you, chef, you. Yeah. Cat. Todd. <laughs> Woo! Connecticut.